0: Hello and welcome back to the In My Defense podcast, folks. It is I, your host, Christian, and we're here to talk about, if you haven't guessed it yet, Hamilton the musical. Now I know what some of you might be thinking. Aren't we a little over Hamilton at this point? Well, I am a huge fan and my friend, my guest today, Sade, is a huge fan as well. Are we going to be covering things that you haven't heard before? Before? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know what you know. Listen and find out. Are we experts on the show Hamilton? No, we are fans, we are passionate, and we are somewhat knowledgeable about the show. Sade much more than I am. She's got somewhat of a music background to bring into it as well. But this show isn't about being experts. This show is about being fans, about being geeks. It gives a chance to people who may not necessarily get a chance to geek out out in public, a a form where they can do that for themselves and today that is about hamilton now if some of you are over the hamilton fever at this point that is perfectly understandable the show's been around for a while it's got millions of fans all over the world if you don't want to check this episode out that is perfectly fine What I'm hoping for by the end of all this is that there will at least be one episode for everybody when it comes to the In My Defense podcast. The problem is, there's two episodes for Hamilton. Yes, there was no possible way that me and Shade were able to fit our geekiness over Hamilton in one one one-hour podcast. So this one's actually going to get split into two. You're going to find part one here in your feed right now and part two will show up in your feed next week. So if you're a little bit over Hamilton at this point, very sorry, you might want to skip over the next couple weeks. weeks otherwise stick around folks i think it's a great show i think me and Shadé had a lot to say about this show there's a lot to hear about it and if you are if you've never gotten into hamilton at all this might actually be a good place to start other than you know actually watching the show on disney or listening to the cast album those are probably be the best first steps that you can actually take but let's not waste too much of your time let's get right into it with hamilton Good.
1: good. Uh, did you
0: see, um? the uh, Freestyle Love Supreme documentary, by the way?
1: No, uh-uh, okay. I will have to add it to my list of things. I've been like all over the place this week. Oh, let me, you know what I should do? Ha <laughs> ha, turn this off. <laughs> um, and turn off my notifications, cause they will end up. I've, got, I've been on a Zoom and then like my phone has rung, cause it rings to my laptop. And that's been a thing before. So, all right, we're good. No
0: interruption. All right, so we can get right into it. So I am here with my good friend, Shadeo Olisimbo. And we are going to talk about one of our favorite things it, uh, it, uh, we're going to talk about one of our favorite things, which is Hamilton, the musical. Yes, Hamilton.
1: Hamilton.
0: Say hi to people, Shadé.
1: Hi, I'm Sade. And uh, yeah, I, I I recently discussed with a friend. They were like, you know you're a nerd, right? And I'm like, I mean, not in the same sense, I think, like, you know, a nerd has re- been, been redefined by people a lot, too. Like, I'm not... I don't know. I'm a nerd. My point is, I'm a nerd. So hello.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. No. You're for sure a nerd. Like, like I think like when 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 you still lived down here and you were hanging out with us, like you didn't get as many of our like pop culture references maybe. Like especially like the deep dive stuff that was like. That, that was like central nerdiness. <laughs> but like you're still capable. like part of the reason why I like to do this is everybody's capable of talking about something forever. Oh yeah. And really getting into it and, and like coming at something from a different angle that no one's ever actually heard before. So like that's what this is all about. Yep. And we're going to, Yeah, we're going to geek out about Hamilton. So like I kinda I give everybody free reign to choose a thing and Hamilton was one of your first choices for what you want to talk about for this. And why is that? Why Why Hamilton above like everything
1: else? Um, so, okay, I'm a musical theater nerd. Um, ever since I was pretty much a kid, my mom used to take me to like, like theater. And I started doing like plays and musicals ever since I think I was about, I want to say maybe 12. Um, and then I got into the theater when I was in high school, um, did it as a minor in college, and then did some like community theater stuff. And then um, everywhere I've lived and I've moved, I've tried to get involved in some type of community organization revolved around theater. So I love singing, dancing, acting, comedy, all that fun stuff. So obviously when, and I love, you know, regular straight musicals, but obviously when like amazing musicals like Hamilton come out, uh, I get to like share in my nerdum with other people. So like, I try to eventually like let them in before I'm like, okay, but did you hear about all these other things about this? Like I can't let people enjoy it too quickly before jumping in with other stuff. So yeah, that's kind of how my love for Hamilton started. It started originally actually because I love Lin-Manuel, um, I love In the Heights, which was the 2008 Tony Award musical, uh, and so there are a lot of like parallels to Hamilton and In the Heights. But in general, just Hamilton. No, it. I don't think he even expected it to blow up as much as it did, uh, but it did. And here's who we are. Oh no, no, yeah, I, yeah. I
0: had asked you about like the uh, the Freestyle Love Supreme documentary, and they cover they cover they talk about Hamilton a little bit and how like they were still regularly doing their show on the side while like. Christopher Jackson and and, and Lin Manuel and like and Thomas Gale had to like do in the heights and then later on when Hamilton happened it's like oh yeah we just well, we got, well okay they'll, they'll 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 still come running like after a show to do it to do their freestyle show for a little bit but then like then they have to go right back into doing Hamilton so like it was it was like that's just like, starting the documentary where things started like falling apart to a certain degree.
1: That's You'll awesome. see that happen.
0: That's awesome for me, like a friend of mine introduced me to Hamilton and then it actually took me a while to get into it because I did, I do like musicals but I don't, I'm not as like, I'm not as, I'm not a... A, a, a savant when it comes to musicals to any degree whatsoever and it's like okay yeah this seems cool hip hop musical I like history I like hip hop cool and I listened to it and but the, my biggest problem is that I never really listen to albums in order I always have I'm always on shuffle all the time yeah
1: that's not gonna work with Hamilton
0: <laughs> so it actually took me a while to get into it, and it until like there was one moment where I just sat down and started listening to it from beginning to end I was like oh wow this is this is kind of bomb this is oh wow alright cool and and then yeah and then the rest is history you just you just fall in love with it, and you start memorizing every single word in the whole thing, and then you just count down the days until you can finally see it live. Which we both actually have at this point. Luckily. Yay!
1: Okay, I wasn't sure if you had seen it when it came to Miami. So or it was when, I, you, when it came to Miami. I literally
0: saw it the week before everything locked down. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm so happy because yeah, that's woo-hoo. um Yeah,
0: literally, literally right before everything shut down is when I, when I got to see it live. um and, and you saw it in D.C., right? I saw
1: it in D.C. at the Kennedy Center. Um, they actually are supposed to come back and do it. Um, you know, put a question mark on when that's happening. But, um, yeah, I got lucky. So they sold out of the, like, regularly, like, nine, the cheapest seats were, like, $99 a pop. They sold out of those in, like, seven minutes, I think. Probably less than that for all the entire, like, two-month run of the show in D.C. Um, and then the Washington Post put out an article that was like, hey, if you haven't found tickets yet, here are the, like, few single seats that are, like, open <laughs> everywhere. And so I... I snagged I spent way too much it was a $250 ticket (laughs) but um, I got Dead Center Orchestra like a little further back like main level and I was like okay you know what this is worth it like (laughs) I'll splurge on Hamilton for myself (laughs) yeah
0: and I I like the the timing that we have on it now where like now that it's out on Disney Plus and everybody can see it uh, that uh, that Price of entry doesn't doesn't really exactly. exist anymore. Like if you, if, at the very least, if you at least know somebody who has Disney Plus, you can now watch Hamilton with the original cast, which is not even something that we got to do. And like the cast I saw was great. I'm sure the cast you saw mm-hmm. was great. They were amazing. Yeah, they were probably like the one you saw and the one I saw were probably some of the same people. Yep. I think I think the uh, I think the when I saw it live, the guy that was playing Burr, it was his last night. Before someone else replaced him.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: Yeah, it was, but it was, uh, it was really cool, and he was pretty awesome too. But uh, we can now we can talk about the show in general. And something that I'm really looking for is, uh, we I figure we can go this go about this track by track just because it'll it'll give because we can, obviously we're gonna go on tangents and things oh, like yeah, that. For but sure. like we'll we'll probably we'll, well there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. If we, at least we have like a path to follow, then it might make things easier. So. The first track is something that actually everybody's probably already seen with the original cast because they did it at the Tonys and everything like that it was the Alexander Hamilton. I'll probably put in like clips of the songs if I can get away with it. Listen, hey, man. Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things I haven't done. But just you wait, just you but uh, this one is pretty, like, standard opening fair, I think, yes. right? Because, like, yeah, this is, this is why, all right, let's not scare away the Broadway folks just yet.
1: <laughs> just yet. It's pretty standard. And what I love, and again, this is something that, going back to In the Heights, this is something that Lynn does really well. Like, here's an introduction of not only the history of what's going on, but here's the introduction of different characters. So um, when you listen to the opening track of In the Heights, I think it's actually called In the Heights, you, you, know, you, you meet the whole neighborhood and you're getting, you know, the context of all these characters you're, you're going to meet and the same way with the opening track in Hamilton, you're getting the context of, okay, here's Hamilton, here's who he is, but also here is every single person in this show in relation to him. You know, you have the line from the Scholar sisters, you know, oh, I loved him. Um, and, you know, I trusted him, I died for him, and then I'm the damn fool who shot him. Like, those are all the really cool ways that you get introduced to every single person that's, like, in the show and, itself.
0: Uh, funny thing about In the Heights, uh, I saw this in the... Freestyle Love Supreme documentary, Thomas Kale actually suggests, like the the opening number in In the Heights was actually the third track, and Thomas Kale suggested Dylan, you should make that the first one.
1: What? Okay, that's news to me. So that's crazy because I think it just sets everything up. Like you kind of get to know the feel of everything and the same way with Hamilton, like, all right, well, we're gonna tell you the story of this dude who did some stuff in America, and here you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then here's a here's a little bit of hip hop because I mean, like something that we're definitely gonna repeat over and over again is how lyrically dense this show is. <laughs> so I good. think people say people say all the time and how like if if the pace of the show was at a normal pace as, a, as like your average Broadway show, it would be twice as long for the yeah. amount of words that it has, and uh, so that's why it always like really. Uh, it's crazy to me where some people see either saw it on Disney Plus for the first time or saw it live for the first time without ever listening to the sound to the cast album ahead you of time. You
1: miss so much. I mean, but I can understand why you don't want to necessarily ruin it for yourself. But there are so many. You have to listen to the track over and over and over again, or the the soundtrack, to just get some of those like really juicy details, like. Um, what's, what's the one-on-ones uh, Eliza's when he was 10 his father split full of it dead ridden two years he didn't see Alex and his mother dead written half dead sitting in his own sick the scent thick like ah like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's definitely <laughs> thing that like for me I think that's what I, that's gonna blow my mind the most for all these tracks is that like is the rhyme schemes Yep. Cause me being me being a hip hop fan and me wanting to point out all the hip hop references like the rhyme schemes that happen like uh, you know the sick the scent thick like the like the ability of some rappers like Jay Z Eminem Tech mm-hmm. Nine like these guy these guys who can rhyme. Five words in three sentences. Like do five <laughs> do five rhymes per line yep. while getting out one verse. And
1: the stressing of the syllables and the when the alliteration in that too, like, uh, it's yeah, that's probably one of my favorite lines in that song. Um, uh, would have been dead or destitute is another one. And I and I'll bring this up again. The way that he brings in such um I don't wanna say big words, because I, I can use a bigger word than big words, but <laughs> <laughs> the eloquence of the words that he chooses, like it's yeah, it's absolutely insane. And then being able to but parody it, that those.
0: And it's very much purposeful, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think I think like when we go into um the next track Aaron Burser, and we have the introduction of uh Lafayette Lawrence and uh Hercules Mulligan. Like they they uh Lin-Manuel said this all the time like the show is very much like a, a journey through the history of hip hop, and so like, at f- at f- we're first we're starting off with musicals, a very mm-hmm. tame fare. Things get more complicated when Hamilton steps on the scene, and that's why like those guys come in is like I'm John Lawrence in the place to be. Two pints of Sam Adams, but yeah, I'm, I'm working, working on, on three. three. <laughs> so yeah, they just have they just have like these monosyllabic simple rhymes that we would see in like the, the mid to late 80s and then Hamilton shows up and it's like I'm gonna get a scholarship to King's College yep. I probably shouldn't brag but that guy amazing astonish
1: um it's I, I feel like I've seen that um Hamilton is like kind of comparative to like Eminem as a rapper in the way yeah. that that lyric like the lyrics are, are done that way
0: yeah and I wouldn't even say like uh like, yeah, definitely Tupac, Biggie. Like the, the there's the Biggie reference in there there's, for the I am
1: Yeah, no, I'm just saying there's a lot of Biggie references. If you didn't yeah. know, I'm pretty sure Lynn Manuel's favorite rapper is Biggie. There's like <laughs> 10 in Hamilton.
0: Which I am super thankful for. And like when we talk about a later track where it's like the most obvious Biggie reference I'm really gonna Go off on that one, but um, yeah, like the the Alexander. I am the A L E X A N D is in I am the N O T I mm-hmm. like like that that that's the same that's the same like Biggie reference there and that it yep, s- Going back to Cali, on baby. throughout. <laughs> and and it's also like uh, the choice of check. Like for Aaron Burr, sir, it that's the beginning of Well trying to like come up with as many rhymes for Burr as as he can.
1: Yep, and it's mostly well. And then not only that, I think the coolest part about Um, in general a lot of the music and the ways that he does things is the fact that he... This is the first time you get introduced, when you introduce a character, and he does this kind of a little bit in the Heights. When he introduces a character, you get a theme for who that character is and like how they get referenced. So like once you meet Aaron Burr, he is Aaron Burr, sir for the rest of the entire musical. Like, so every time he's brought up and he's been away for a while, like it's always reintroduced that way. So that's one of the things that I really love that he does as far as instrumentation and writing and lyrics, that you're always getting that same theme whenever you introduce a character.
0: The motifs, the motifs, I'm going to say, yes. as, 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 as someone who doesn't, who doesn't really know all the official uh, phrasing for musicals and such, yep. which is what you're here for. I'm, I'm here as a Philistine.
1: <laughs> but it's still amazing. Like, and it's so smart and it's so beautifully referenced. A lot of people, um, and one of the things that I love going back to is the Sondheim reference. This is something that John Kander does, who he did a Hamill drop with as well, called uh, Cheering for Me Now. Is the fact that um, there's a lot of old musical theater references in this? So a lot of times when you get a character, and this is something you maybe have seen in like in old westerns too, when you get to a character, they're usually uh, represented by an actual like instrument itself. So like you know you'll hear the big burly man who's represented by drums, or maybe a large you know tuba sound, or you know you'll have like a flittery fly or a butterfly or some a fairy that's like represented by like flutes or piccolos. So that same type of idea of taking that instrumentation and then bringing that into actual like lyrics and words and sounds. So you you're always hearing the melodies of people's songs going back into other references, and then you're hearing the way that he introduces them in every song too. So just like one of the things that blows me away every time I listen to it.
0: Yeah, and I know it's a Sondheim thing too, where like they'll take the themes of a character or, or or use themes from other musicals, and they'll and then they'll do something as simple as like play it backwards mm-hmm. or flip the notes upside down, just to just to get an idea like uh, all right, all right, they we're playing this guy's theme backwards. Does this doesn't mean that he's actually reversing back from where he started from. Mm-hmm. So this is his form of growth, and it's like using it's like that musical theory is the stuff that trips me up the most. I know nothing about it, <laughs> and anytime someone starts explaining stuff about it, like my 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 brain melts. It's amazing. Um, when seeing like the, the when we get to Aaron Burser and we start seeing like the and you, and you see it live, um, like see, seeing seeing it actual live in person. Again, I'm sitting in the cheap seats, so like I don't so I don't <laughs> I don't really get to see that much. I get to see the story play on. I get to see the whole stage, which is awesome. Which is the best seeing, part. Cheap
1: seats are the yeah. best for that. F Y I. Like don't knock the cheap seats because you get to see everything from the cheap seats. <laughs> yeah, and
0: and good actors are playing from the back anyway, so like it works out. But seeing it on Disney Plus and seeing the amount of personality that the guys are bringing in to their characters like David Diggs uh, as Lafayette here Uh, (laughs) ah, ah. (laughs) the the the, he doesn't he doesn't have a he doesn't have a huge part until the second act but then just as Lafayette every time he does these little tiny things that I'm going to touch on where he like he'll uh, he does these faces that he makes and he's doing like these big dramatic looks and it's it's pretty amazing just the amount of personality he can bring into it and David Diggs is already your favorite by the time uh, before he even starts playing Jefferson in the second act
1: oh yeah yeah, absolutely um, because the French accent is pretty legit um, <laughs> he <laughs> um, can rap
0: and he can do it in French
1: he, and, and he could do it in like a French uh, a very hard French accent um, so I mean we're basically on my shot now which is an, again another one of my faves I am not throwing
0: away my shot I am not throwing away my shot hey, just like my country i young scrap-
1: of life without a monarchy. The unrest in France will lead to anarchy. Anarchy. How you say? all oh, anarchy. <laughs> when I fight, I make the other side panicky with my... Um, and I think the again introduction of different characters like you get a backstory to them and you're the the amount of history that also the research that went into this I'm not a huge history buff but like how much that I've learned or even wanted to learn about American history um, is amazing and then not to be remiss to mention the fact that uh, one of the things I especially love about Hamilton is it's American history being told by people of color Yeah, and the people who are consuming most of this musical are the rich white people who have money. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but it's just really cool that like you can have this interest and you can have this idea and create it uh, something out of nothing, literally. And. It's just so well done and so smart. Oh, okay, I'm done. Oh.
0: Yeah, and then, but even <laughs> even when it comes to the stuff that's become more problematic over the years, mm-hmm. like, paving over the fact that most of the characters in this show, I mean, in the show were slave owners, mm-hmm. and, you know, slavery isn't really a thing that anybody was worrying about too much in the show itself, but then, like, Lin-Manuel will be the first person to tell you, yeah, it's all fair game, guys, go at it. Uh, I had two and a half hours to tell this story, and I had to cut some stuff out, just, like, yep. tear tear it up all you want to it's totally deserved
1: on top of the fact that like but also you can i mean don't me wrong you can tear things up but also appreciate it for what it is because it is a work of genius (laughs) like props to lynn um no yeah
0: it is incredible it is incredibly well done uh it's going to tour forever and hopefully everyone will ever will get the chance to see it live um but right but right now like the The beauty of putting theater available for everybody and putting it on Disney Plus, which is really, which is really cool, and this is almost sound like an ad for Disney Plus, but this is more just an ad for Hamilton, really.
1: <laughs> it's an ad for Hamilton for sure. If,
0: if, if, if they if they had put it on YouTube Red, think I would have subscribed to that piece of shit. Yes, I would have. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like anywhere they would have put it, I, they I would have yeah I would have paid money for it. Granted, I'm a Marvel MCU fan. That's a it's a later date, <laughs> later episode, um, which is why in general I already have Disney Plus. Um, so. Um, I think another but, uh, thing, another theme in, well, oh, so go ahead.
0: Well, for my shot, like, I was going to talk about just, like, this is, this is, like, really where the lyrical intensity really ramps up. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, man. Uh, just, just hearing things like, like, I'm past patiently waiting. I'm passionately smashing every expectation. Every act is an act of creation. It's like, oh, my God. Yes. yep, yep. That's not that's, that's as that's nice if I ever heard it.
1: Yep, it's, it's so, there's a lot packed in. But if you understand rhythms and the syncopation and the way that the like the syllables are being stressed, it's just very, yeah, it's intense. But it's like in the right way. It's like that right amount of like,
0: like there. I mean, there is a whole genre of hip hop where it's just like rapping fast. It's especially popular in the Midwest. And this the show is. I don't think the show ever really gets as fast as that. But good rappers when they when they are purposely like chop chopping up their lyrics and like rapping as fast as possible it's still understandable at least the general idea because your brain is still picking up on whatever uh enough of the words and enough of the ideas that are coming through to actually understand what somebody is saying as as opposed to just like putting out it's just put spitting out syllables and not really coming out with any kind of message to be clear Uh, so there is still there there is an art to rapping and seeing Quickly.
1: For sure. And all of these people in this cast do it. Like, every single one of them. Like, and I think the other thing that he's done is he's elevated, like what it is to be a musical theater person and act and sing and dance but now you have to rap too so it's like it's it's knowing where that all feels and fits in and it's also just again so you like you talked about the facial expressions of the characters like being able to animate that as well but also like the volume of content that's in every song and every piece every single thing that you're doing is just a lot but it's again, I, I'm just gonna say everything's great I love everything but um, trying to finish a sentence and not sound like I'm just literally gonna dote over everything that Lynn does but I am gonna do that anyway so
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and I think seeing it close up and seeing it live and seeing the it on, on seeing the, the movie uh the background dancers like the the, com- the, com- the, company, the company dancers and the company singers like they're, they're so amazing and people are like throwing stuff all around the stage like the set design is awesome and here's the thing that I don't really see people talking about too much and I think it happens for the first time in the first number but you see it more in my shot, and later on to the show, the turntables the turn on the floor. <laughs> yeah, which people have, people have talked about how 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 cool the turntables are, but I don't think enough people have talked about the fact that because of the the way the lighting is on the turntable sometimes it looks like a fucking target.
1: <laughs> but it is it, the thing is, and I'm pretty sure I haven't looked into this, but I'm pretty sure that there's two sections of it, so like it rotates. Yeah so like it's like a little slide part yeah. as well yeah so like if, if you the imagine like a rings. bullseye yeah, yeah
0: mm-hmm. it looks it looks like a bullseye which goes into the whole moti- motif about my shot and mm-hmm. people everybody dying by gun violence in this show the it it, it, it makes a bullseye so like there's one turntable where it's just the center circle and there's a whole ring outside of that and then and then and then and then, and then there's not another uh, thing that spins but the way the the way they light it sometimes it looks just like a bullseye which is mm-hmm. something that i like i didn't i like i didn't Never saw it in any like clips I would have seen in the show, I and mean, I didn't see it until I saw it live. It's like, holy shit, you know, he's gonna, get, he's gonna get shot with a gun, and there's a target, there's a, literally a target on the stage.
1: Um, one of the things, too, speaking of targets and death and shots and things of that sort, um, this is going into, I think, from Aaron Burr, sir, to my shot, um, when he's referencing fools who run our minds out, root fools who run their minds, fools who run their mouths, wind off, up, off, wind, up wind, wind up dead, lord, okay. Mm. <laughs> Lyrics are hard. <laughs> and the first person who speaks is John Lawrence, who ends up getting shot. So like <laughs> I think there's a lot of things like that, too, that are really cool in the reference of um, how people end up like, you know, or the little, like, symbolism or the way that they just introduce so, like, really, like, interesting topics. The fact that you're literally about to reference that, oh, you know, when you run your mouth off or when you say certain things, so for specifically Lawrence being the person that wants to, like, you know, abolish slavery and, like, run a black battalion, and you're the first person that ends up dying out of this crew of people that we end up introducing ourselves to. So all of them make it past the revolution, and you don't, so...
0: Yeah, we could talk about the bullet the first time she shows up.
1: Yes, um, which is not until Tuesday, last.
0: Right, I think it's right hand man. It's because it, she's, she's she's the first one. That, she's the first one to officially die in the show. Correct,
1: and then she and then it. after she dies, it just continues. It's like, hey, I'm gonna show up and like introduce you to something else and do a thing. We can talk about it when we get there.
0: Yeah, uh, but next was the story of tonight. Uh, not much to say about it. It's just a really beautiful moment in the show. Yes. Um if anybody sees like the special on Hamilton featuring all the actors in a Zoom meeting that's also on Disney Plus like I think one of the actors I forgot who it was talked about how like seeing the imagery of just four men of color singing about brotherhood was a really awesome thing.
1: Oh, that is really cool. Um I think what I love about this is going back to the Hamilton drops. Um, which I don't think we've discussed them, but drops were amazing pieces of content that Lynn was like, hey, so if you want more Hamilton, guess what, I'm gonna release things like once a month for an entire year so you have more Hamilton content c- c- to consume. And I'm like, great, thank you so much. I will consume <laughs> this. Give me more, I will take everything. And also um, for you
0: folks who don't want to pay $900 for a ticket. And that
1: is also true. So one of my favorite drops, I have a few, um, but is found tonight, so it's with Ben Platt. Um, it's the song You Will Be Found from Dear Evan Hansen. And that was in response to the uh, March for Our Lives and the Parkland shooting, which, and I yeah, remember. I was, I was,
0: yeah, I was playing it on a speaker when I went to those marches.
1: Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is. Um, I think the night after that happened or the night that that happened, the cast decided that they were not going to perform with any guns at all. So that was just another thing that like, you know, you're, you're watching a musical, you're watching a show, but you're looking at the people who are trying to make a difference and trying to make a stand in whatever platform that they have, which is also like the important part. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why I also love You Will Be Found, or sorry, You Will Be Found, the story of tonight because of the Found Tonight remix um, from Dear Evan Hansen.
0: And uh, one one thing that uh, kind of foreshadows what happens later on is like the lines that uh, Lawrence sings in this song are gonna be his his last lines of the show. That character's last lines Mm -hmm. of the show when he when he when he dies, which we don't know. Which you don't know if you've only listened to the cast album. Correct. uh, Yeah, seeing it live or seeing or seeing the movie will show you that like those uh, tomorrow there'll be more of us is literally like Lawrence's last words in the show.
1: You know, and knowing that there is more of us on the horizon. Positivity. <laughs> yay.
0: And I'm still tearing up every time I see that scene now.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's probably one of the like hardest things to watch because it it will we'll go better when he dies, but it's like right before nonstop. So it's like yeah. that kind of fuels Hamilton to like, you know, do
0: more. Yeah. And I will say the shooting of that scene isn't great. Like the film, the film is awesome. I'm, I'm just glad it exists. Um, it's, it's not the best edited thing I've ever seen. I think there's there are some choices when it comes to like uh why 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 would you put why you' why are you only showing a fifth of the stage in this particular <laughs> shot at this moment? It's like why not show like like either show the whole stage or get up on those close-ups so we can see some performances. But yeah, either way, it's a great movie. Um next is the Skylar sisters. Uh-oh, but little does he know that his daughters, Peggy Angelica Eliza, in the city just to watch all the guys. Work, work. Angelica work, work. Peggy! Eliza! A- which and uh, interesting, thing, like this is not the first time they come up on stage when you see when Correct. you see the show like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're there for uh, my shot and they're like dancing with all the company members and everything mm-hmm. like that so like the, the Skylar sisters, like that's another thing that you don't notice until you see the, the see the state see it on stage is like how other characters are creeping into songs that they don't actually have a part in just because like they're already influencing the scene
1: yep for sure um, one of my faves um, I'm wearing my Skylar sisters Hamilton <laughs> shirt right now that was like or- I was, I was like, do I want to buy any current merch? Yes, I do. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to buy one with the Scholar sisters on it. Um, yeah. Literally the first time you are introduced to characters and a fun fact that I learned um, it, or from Twitter, um, Vanessa Nadal, um, Leigh-Metwell's wife, she was like, the women need more raps. So he'd already written the Skylar sisters, but one of the things unsatisfied was when that particular like rap was added. So, and then enter um, Renee Elise Goldsberry, cause she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Philip Assu and uh, Jasmine, Jasmine Jones. Jasmine Travis Jones, yeah. yep. Um. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it, of course, like Aunt Peggy gets the laugh every time. Probably the line of the entire show. Um, I have friends who have siblings, especially like with a group of sisters, and it's like, yep, mm-hmm, I know what it's like to be Peggy because I'm I'm Peggy. Like.
0: <laughs> and knowing that like Jasmine Stevens Jones is going to come back as Mariah Reynolds at uh, in the second act and like her voice control, like she's just doing like this really Aunt Peggy mm-hmm. like this little nerdy thing, and she and like, she you don't actually see what her voice can do until the second act, which oh, yeah, is pretty amazing. Sure. Um, but yeah, this 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 song is awesome you have uh burr being a dick yep um your perfume still smells I mean,
1: like your daddy's got money i mean that's probably one of my
0: favorite lines but i mean i'm a trust fund baby you can trust me that's yep. that's that's a great mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't work on angelica but it'll probably work on me
1: <laughs> um, i mean current, my current situation yeah trust fund baby
0: <laughs> but yeah we haven't talked enough about uh about Leslie Odom Jr. how like how Oh I
1: was I was waiting for wait for it to like just go into it.
0: But I mean, but I mean, it's like he—he's—he's he's a presence throughout the whole show, and he is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 It's, it, it go, it's definitely means something that everyone, everyone in the show, all the main cast members, their careers definitely went to other places. Like, there's not, there's no one in the show who's not doing nothing right now. Correct. Like, well, actually, no, that's not true. They're all doing nothing right now. Because of current <laughs> events. we're
1: all doing nothing right now. Yeah.
0: But uh, they, they all, they all have careers that skyrocketed. Like mm-hmm. you can see, you can see Renee Elise Goldsberry on. Uh, Ultra Carbon, so, right? Well, uh, I, I, I see her on uh, Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Playlist.
1: Oh, wow, okay. Well, I know she's on Altered Carbon. I haven't watched it, but I've been told, because I was watching with a friend who was like, that's the lady from, <laughs> from Altered Carbon. And I was like, I mean, to me, she's uh, Angelica, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, same for, you know, I was explaining to a couple people that most of them have had gigs afterwards. Uh, even before... Um, before Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr. does a recurring role in Law and Order SVU. And so <laughs> as like a priest. And I was like, no, 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 that's, that's where he's from. Like, if you may recognize him from that too. So yeah, a lot of them have had a lot of major career or a lot of big stuff happen before that. Um, same with Anthony Ramos um, with She's Gotta Have It on Netflix. And then obviously he's now starring in the movie version of In the Heights, which um, I was also very excited for. And then, you know, Rona. But we'll see what happens. You know, I'm hoping yeah. for a digital release on that so I can watch it and, at home.
0: Uh, and David, is all over the place, and you oh, see him blackish.
1: Blackish, yep, is one of the ones that I recently saw him on. I know he some other I stuff. Saw,
0: I saw him in the movie Blind Spotting, which is terrific. Okay. Um, and it's and it's especially reticent now because it, it does it does cover some stuff about like police violence against black people, and he has a he has a scene at the end of the movie where he's confronting a cop in his he's confronting a cop who shot a kid uh, in the cop's garage. Oh wow! Because he's because he's playing a uh, a mover. He plays he plays he works for a moving company and then he shows and he shows up in this cop's garage without his uniform on and it gets into this really intense scene and then of course throughout the whole movie Debbie Diggs is rapping
1: oh I mean yeah why not (laughs)
0: But that is the sky. Now we're gonna can, you, can we talk about one of my favorite things that musicals do ever? Sure. It's it's when it's when characters are singing over each other and yes. like an argument kind of thing. It's one of my favorite things.
1: Um, and it's a Lynn thing that he does too as well. And I'll bring this probably back up um, when we go um, when we do nonstop. Um yeah. When yes, but the parallels of each everyone introduces themselves with their own um, verse and then those all kind of get layered on top of each other. I don't know the proper term for it, but yes, it happens a lot and I absolutely love it and it's really well done here. Um, One of the other things that I like in the Skylar sisters is... Um, You just get to learn this is one of the first times you really get to see like personality of some of the characters too. like it establishes like which sister is what like Angelica clearly is the oldest. She's the one who's like in charge. Eliza's like, you know, second in command, but she kind of has her own thing. And then just Peggy's the one that you literally have to drag along. Um, (laughs) But I appreciate that there's, you know, a lot involved in that um, in bringing some of the personalities out of what these people were supposed to were supposedly like in real life into their characters
0: as well. Yeah, and then like the costuming on the show is really awesome. Yes. Like, of course, not a lot of the costuming is accurate. Like, they were appreciative of some of the stuff that was, but it's still really cool that each of the Skyler sisters has their own distinct color, mm-hmm. and, even, and even when there are costume changes among the sisters, they always stick Sticks to that to their color. color.
1: Correct. Yep. And that's just again, it's a it's a simple like thematic theme that like you stay with it, you stick with it. Like if you're gonna set something up, you know. Keeping yeah, it, keep it at all, and it so just makes and, a consistency in the character too.
0: Yeah, and when Jasmine Cephas Jones shows up as a different character, with her he hair she, down
1: and in red, like it's yeah, she, it's, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and all and all the characters whenever they, whenever they, when anybody was playing more than one part, whenever they switch to another character, their hair, their hairstyle is totally different, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really cool thing. But the, uh, but for uh, Farmer refuted.
1: Uh, yeah, it's my—it's the one that I don't like the most in this show. Really? I, I do not like Farmer Review. <laughs> no. I love it. This is the
0: thing that I'm talking about. This is what I was talking about when like people arguing over each other. Yep. I, I love d- it. Yep. Uh, yeah. He- you all unravel at the, the, the sound of screams But the revolution, revolution is coming The have-nots are gonna win this at heart hard to listen to you with a straight face it's Chaos and bloodshed, and bloodshed already haunt hot. a solution and even talk Don't And what if you and look at the boston and looked And all that we've lost and you talk this about Congress, Congress does not speak for My me. dog speaks more eloquently the than me. be a dangerous stream
1: your manger. i pray the, the king shows you
0: Versus. I love seeing this with friends just like just like where one person does, does Samuel Samuel Seabury and the other person does Hamilton. Yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Samuel Seabury um, But uh, seeing it seeing the the live show well uh, I can't remember if this happened live, but seeing the movie, the really cool part where uh Hercules Mulligan and Lafayette are just like pushing Hamilton he's into Samuel Seabury's like, face. Ahead. Just
1: do it. Just do
0: it. Just do <laughs> like even the part where where Burr goes up to Hamilton's like, let him be, and mm-hmm. kind of like shoves him back, and then immediately immediately afterwards, uh, Davy Diggs pushes <laughs> a while back into it. was like, yep, no, go at him, get at him, tear him up. And it's another one of those things where like uh, Samuel Seabury, he's he's this British loyalist who's uh, who, who's talking who's talking about you know we shouldn't go against the going against the king we're fine the way it is uh, there's no point in inciting a war and and he's and he's very straight-laced and he's singing slowly and all that stuff and hamilton comes out and he's uh, you know he he not the rabble is like he'd have you all on rabble
1: <laughs> and it's just that 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 spit like you know and you think of how slow that verse is but how many words he's fitting into the the rebuttal of that is just, again, with that syncopation of the rhythm and the words that, and lighting, so this is something that typically doesn't happen when you're doing that layering. He's actually making them all fit. So like, he's coming back into saying the exact same words or saying the same lines, which is also the cool. And then like, uh, when the key change happens, like he even references the key change.
0: <laughs> Don't modulate the key and not debate with me.
1: <laughs> so I just love that that's like, written in there because sometimes as a person that just likes music and the way that things are like toned out that it's funny that like I'll even like up key change before it actually happens um and so like I was like wait a minute he actually referenced the (laughs) key change
0: yeah those fourth wall breaks are a lot of fun when they happen in this show and like this this Hamilton itself is it's not on your average musical which I I know goes without saying to a certain degree but like uh it's 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 I don't want to say it's the musical made for people who don't like musicals because that's a stupid phrase
1: (laughs) but I've, I've referenced it as that for people who may not like musicals so it is a thing
0: yeah but it's like like uh I don't know if there is such a thing as an average musical. My favorites always tend to be the ones that go like people think show tunes, and my favorites always seem the ones that don't sound like show tunes at all. Like I love Sweeney Todd, I love <laughs> Hamilton, I, lo- I, lo- I love the Ham- I love the musicals where things get weird. But yeah, that was from Review to one of my favorites and not one of your favorites. No, so.
1: hate it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it
0: does lead directly into a lot of people's be back. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people's favorite character in the whole show. Don't change the subject Cause you're my
1: favorite subject My sweet, submissive subject My loyal, royal subject Forever and ever Especially after watching the uh, the movie version, I know a lot of people had a lot to say about Jonathan Groff and his his spit antics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, his reaction to that is just like I'm. I'm just a wet guy, guys. I I, I, I get I get soaked on stage. I sweat. I spit. <laughs> like, but I feel just, it. I get it. I just it sweat. happens.
1: <laughs> I I'm the same way. Like I have to like wash costumes every night or like steam them or something with them because it's when you're up there and you're really doing it, you're doing it. Um, I would have loved. I didn't realize he spit that much. I would have loved if, um, in that it was just like a snap and like someone would come up and bring him a towel so he could just like, or like at his place for him as like a king thing to do. Like, no, 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 no. You're gonna take care of this for me. So knowing that, cause apparently that's um, when he was in Spring Awakening, so he was the star of Spring Awakening. Apparently that's like literally just what happens for him on stage in general. He's just a very s- saliva-y <laughs> singer. Um, but I feel like there was an opportunity to take that and put that into the character, at least for him, and bring up that hype of, I'm the
0: king of England. Yeah. and there are definitely things in this show that you can tell, like seeing the movie, and knowing that they had already been doing the show for i think a year by mm-hmm. the time a they while. filmed it so like you could tell that there are things that they that are, have been changed like the cast there are differences in the cast album and the movie mm-hmm. that really show like they were letting they, they were letting the show grow as they were performing it like and, it, and one of them happens in this very song and you'll be back there's a part when you hear it on the on the cast album uh, and the line everybody, where King George is telling all the company members to sing along with him, um, in the in the castle when he goes everybody, mm-hmm. like he's very he's he's very excited and loud and he's like inviting everybody in. But then when you see it in the movie, he just goes everybody. everybody
1: yep just Just like very very low key it's like Mm -hmm. of
0: course everyone's gonna do what I say when I Mm -hmm. say sing you guys sing so everybody sing yep (laughs) which is a really cool thing that uh, really cool difference that I caught saying that yeah Um, and I
1: love um, I also just love that tune in general I literally I'll hum it every once in a while
0: yeah Um, I I I think it's the the ear the ear uh, the Earbug, I guess, I don't know if that's the phrase for it, but just kind of the way it gets stuck in your head really makes it hard for people to not like mm-hmm. his parts of the song and really appreciate whenever he comes back on stage, even though he's character-wise, the worst person and, and and the only white guy. And the only one that's not rapping.
1: Um, also, one of the things I love about this, going back to lighting and staging, this is not a, a lot in the terms of you know, a big group of cast. This is a break for everybody else to take because they've been rapping, dancing, and singing their asses off, um, is, They've also got a
0: costume change into be, the revolutionary gear.
1: So like, it's just nice that it's this kind of like break and reset but also, like, there's a point where you know, why so blue? And then he stops, and then you know, the blue lighting changes. So, like, that's just little subtle things within uh, what I love about the show in general, or just in general, like when you're watching. A musical, when you're like in it and you're 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 seeing some of those changes or like the the things that are thought out, that it's not just okay. Here are the lyrics and here's the music and here's what it's gonna sound like. It's also what does it look like? You know, what's the staging gonna look like? How am I gonna phrase this? How am I gonna? And
0: and and, and it's using what's available to you in the medium that you're you're doing this in, right? Because that whole the lighting change that we see later on, um, that you can't do that in a movie, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. It's just gonna feel differently. You right. can't do, but you couldn't do that in a book. Like using the medium that you're performing. And to to tell your story is really amazing and it's something that, like i've seen a lot more of now like with theater happening over zoom and like in, and a lot of people doing improv online on youtube and twitch being being able to use like oh yeah I'm, I'm sitting in my room i can have a i can have a box of props over here on the side why mm-hmm. not just use it yep. i can't because i can't do i can't do that on stage
1: to your surroundings
0: yeah. Yeah, really using whatever medium that you have available. Um so next we can talk about
1: Right Hair man We are outgunned, outmanned,
0: outnumbered, outplanned. You gotta make an all outstand. Hey yo, I'm gonna need a right hand man. Check it. Which is the introduction of George Washington hey, and hey, hey. the, the <laughs> smoothest, maybe the smoothest voice on Broadway. Oh, my
1: God. Christopher Jackson. My goodness.
0: See Jack himself.
1: Oh, my gosh. Chris is singing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, he, oh, my gosh. Um. I, there's not enough that I can say about him, like in general. And I will say this again um, when we get this to one last time. But his voice, his facial expressions, just the way that he just moves, like he, like he is George Washington to me. Like I don't think, when I think about the history books, like that's, that's George Washington's face is Christopher Jackson's face to me at yeah. this point.
0: George Washington is now a tall, uh, biracial guy. Yeah,
1: like it just, and, when I his voice is like butter. First of all, um, also he just commands that presence. Like he just puts that. I don't know. It's just it's amazing, and I love. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you I could totally compare it. it.
0: You could totally compare it to him being Benny and in, in the Heights, right? Because Benny and yes. in, in the Heights is just like another one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he they basically went from doing in the Heights to doing Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So like it's not like much time had changed, but if but if George Washington feels older he feels more it's mm-hmm. more of a presence there where benny benny was a guy who didn't know he what he was doing and just trying to get by one cream five sugars i'm the number one earner the fastest learner my boss can't keep me on the damn back burner i'm making moves i'm making deals but guess what what? You still, still ain't got, got no skills. <laughs> Literally
1: trying to get by, didn't know what he was doing, trying to fall in love, you know, trying to figure out how to find his place. Going from a character who, um, for context for people who don't know in the heights, um, Benny is the only black character in an all like Dominican neighborhood. Um, and is kinda of trying to struggle to fit into that. So kind of being that I need to prove myself versus I'm, you know. George friggin Washington (laughs) like what's up Um, so I think that's kind of cool to kind of see that parallel and see the range that he has as an actor but yeah like when he's introduced it's just like okay well all right, thank you so much yeah Um, one of the
0: one of the interesting little uh, quirks that they do for George Washington which is something that I think is pretty common knowledge for anybody that's really into the show but for George Washington he only raps when he's stressed out
1: actually I did not know I did yeah I mean I catch it yeah
0: that makes sense though so he, he only he's he does he's 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 singing most of the he's. Can singing. I be real
1: of a second for just a millisecond? And he starts yeah. rapping because he's stressed. Oh my God, that's really cool. He, <laughs> and he learns something new for, every day, and I like that. La- la-
0: <laughs> yeah, and later for cabinet battle, like like uh, he, when he's when he's keeping up with Hamilton and everybody mm-hmm. else, like he he's rapping because like no, you need the votes. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to convince more folks. Like he's 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 rapping and keeping along. And later on in Right Hand Man, when he meets Burr and Hamilton for the first time. One of my favorite he, scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. met Burr? We keep meeting. Yeah, yes, sir. We keep meeting. <laughs> but yeah, this this whole time George Washington is rapping, and it's not until later on when he's in office or when or or when there's a quiet moment during the war that he actually sings along with everybody else, or like when he's trying to convince Hamilton, like just be careful about what you do for history because history is watching. Mm-hmm. He's trying um. to. He's, it's a very slow moment and he's just talk he's just trying to sink through it.
1: And I think one of the things I like about this too is going back to that scene where they're sitting down, the Hamilton, you know, having to make that big decision of, okay. You know, you've, you've, and this again, the, the little bits of historical reference in there. Well, Henry Knox and like all these people wanted to hire you, but why not? Well, okay, you want to fight. All right, well, I understand that, but I still want to, like, you know, you can still understand that this is a conversation being had. It's in musical format. They are singing and rapping, but you get it and you have a bit of historical context to it. So, like, the finally, decide, when he decides that, okay, this is the person that I'm going to actually like decide to be their secretary. Um, yeah. And there's a moment where, again, you get the pin and he's signing it. And it's like, and you hear that, I'm not throwing away my. Shot. shot, and it's like that whispery because again, and that's Hamilton's theme. You know, everybody else has Aaron Burser sir. You get Angelica and Eliza. Whatever we'll cases in their notes and their sound. But I think Hamilton's reference and what you'll hear all the time is not throwing away your shot. You're not going to give away the opportunity that you have. So yeah, and
0: I would be remiss if I didn't point out the next uh, Mob Deep reference, which is uh, the boom goes the cannon.
1: Yep. Um, and
0: ooh, and also uh, another reference to in the another possible reference to in the heist. This one's not confirmed, but it just seemed to have worked out. So. In the first, in the in the beginning of the song, they're talking about the troops, the British troops in the water, and they say the and they say thirty two thousand troops three times <laughs> instead of
1: seventy or ninety six thousand. <laughs> yeah. Um. I just yeah. George Washington is amazing. And again, the the way that they one of the last things in this is the way that they all line up behind him and his right hand man, and he introduces him. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Also, again. The fact that Burr is kind of the one that's retelling this to all like all of us. He is kind of our narrator in all of this as well. So like, he he has to present like, oh, well I lost this gig, but here he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we can get into Helpless.
1: Well, winter, no, oh. let's not. Oh no,
0: Winter's Ball. Winter's yeah.
1: Ball, because let's be very clear. Something that I was very, I've I watched the Disney Plus, I don't want to admit how many times I've watched it, but I caught this very early. <laughs> Um, The first time I actually watched it that I didn't catch when I saw it on stage the first time when I like saw it in person, there's a moment in a winter's ball where they're like, oh, we're undeniable with the lady like Hamilton steps back. So um, Lafayette walks in to the background. He starts talking to Angelica and then Hamilton pushes him away, and it's like, wait a minute! This is when they first meet. So they meet before the official, like you know, event starts or before helpless starts, but it's crazy that you end up getting the glimpse of when they first meet.
0: Yeah, and and it happens uh, for. From winter's ball till the end of satisfied, several choreography moments are uh, repeated.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because because when we when we get to satisfied, we're literally rewinding back to this moment. So yeah, um, thank you for reminding me. I almost skipped it, but yeah, this is. The, the whole ladies line and 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 the, the the way that people are moving around on stage is repeated two songs from now, mm-hmm. which is a really cool callback and something that you don't really get a chance to see unless you see the show uh, in person. But again, and I saw it in movie.
1: person and I missed it. So watching it on uh, again on Disney Plus made it so I, I literally stopped. I paused it. I was like, holy crap, wait a minute. And I rewound it because there was literally a, a small little spotlight. It was very subtle and very quick. It happened in. Um, like two seconds where you see and it it's a quick interaction and he goes back through because he's still singing the entire yeah. way through.
0: And also when they when they bring it back for Satisfied uh, most of that is in darkness like they're still focusing on Angelica so mm-hmm. when, it, when when all the other people who are repeating the choreography they're all doing it in the dark. Yep. Uh, so it's just that much harder to notice and see but it, it's just cool that it's there. For sure. Um, when when the show, when the movie premiered on Disney Plus and they were doing the whole like live tweeting thing, Lin Manuel uh, said in a tweet that he apologized to the entire fourth world that he flirted with for a year. <laughs> 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 when, they, when they were doing that, hey.
1: Oh, hey, I love hey, it. Hey. Yeah. I mean, if I, I would have probably died if that was me, but you know. <laughs> um, so, yes, now we can go into Helpless.
0: Uh, and you look back at me.
1: I do really like this song. Um, it's the first chance we really kind of get to hear Philippa Sue's voice, and like, yeah. or in general, whoever plays Eliza. Um, Cause what I love about this character, it's like a true soprano. It has a very beautiful, angelic voice. Like, this character has some of the best singing. Well, I mean, there's not very many female characters, but um, side note, if I was to play anyone in the show, it would be Angelica. Although I do, I can, I can do some Eliza songs, but I feel like my voice is better fit. And, like, and I want to rap. So, like, who doesn't want to rap? Um, but if it was ever a gender-bent cast, I would absolutely want to do Aaron Burr.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think somebody's somebody on Twitter was like yeah, trying yeah. to make a she, thing for that. It was a
1: woman who was like, Yeah, you don't have to change I, anything. Because I, I have a yeah, voice. I, yep, I have a yeah, voice think, that's I, similar. I think
0: I saw I think I saw your tweet for that. Yeah. That, <laughs> I'd be I'd be totally down for like a gender-bent cast for Oh yeah, uh, for
1: sure. So, I think that would be awesome. Because uh,
0: it doesn't matter. The show's about representation, it doesn't really matter who's playing who. Mm-hmm. Um, um,
1: but yes, helpless. Um,
0: one of the one of the cool this is another cool one of those cool moments seeing the close-ups on the film is uh, first of all seeing like Jasmine Stevens Jones acting like all like every time Peggy hears something scandalous she's like uh, yeah like, she's uh, very surprised like, like
1: very expressive
0: when, a, when Angelica has like I'm just saying if you really love me you would share them <laughs> Jasmine Stevens-Jones is really funny and also when uh, everybody's walking down the aisle and Lafayette is whispering into Peggy's ear
1: um, not <laughs> only that on and then she works away so and then on top of that my favorite part is um, Hercules Mulligan as the flower girl just like this big large black man like yeah. mm, here you go it's here
0: it's like days of flowers. That's the part I would want to play if I was ever in this I, show. I
1: thought, yeah, you've told me this before because you just want to say motherfucking a couple times. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just, I just want to say, get the fuck back up again. I did get to. They did do a here in Miami. They did do a at the at the at the Broadway house they had a kind of like a sing-along kind of thing where they just had people come in for a free show and if anybody wanted to volunteer to sing Hamilton songs they could have and I got to go on the stage at the night center at the night center concert hall and, and do that's awesome the, and do I did uh Aaron Burser as I did the Hercules Mulligan line in Aaron Burser in front of maybe like a thousand people so it was just cool
1: that is awesome dude I did not know that um I wish there was something like that around here that I could have done um But, yeah, so, helpless.
0: um, And another thing you you get to see is just, like, how much fun people are having on stage, like, after Eliza's dad says yes to... The dance that he does. (laughs)
1: Yeah. and again the way that they the utilization of the stage um so like during this also the the lights they bring down these beautiful like candle lights like or lantern type some things that are in this to kind of do the wedding scene um you know again how quickly all of this ends up ends up happening like it's a span of like i think a month before they like meet and get married it was like because two weeks. Oh, well, I thought it was more than that. Well, yeah. The
0: line's like, two weeks later, I'm writing the letter nightly.
1: <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, between them actually getting married, I think it was in his... I think I looked it up. It was like a month between marriage, like, meeting and marriage, like, in real life. And I'm like, oh, that's a decision to make
0: <laughs> well, they about someone gonna, really
1: quick. Oh, they, they all thought they, they, they were going to die. die. Yeah. yeah, So, um... Uh, that you know again historical reference in that and um, the way that it kind of reintroduces the fact that Hamilton's a really great writer like obviously he's been chosen as secretary we haven't seen that yet but the fact that you know she's she's reading these letters that he's writing him and she's falling in love with him because of the way that he writes and the way that he's you know wooed her in such a short period of time um, yeah, and so it's that's also important and
0: it's going to be an important thing to consider when
1: we get to the end burn comes up yeah. <laughs> yep so you uh, so um,
0: go into satisfied which is my favorite song! Yeah. Arguably the best song in the whole show.
1: Um, I would, there are a couple that I would say, it's, it's, okay, I keep saying, I'm probably gonna say it's my favorite song, like, ten times. (laughs) Uh, Satisfied is definitely top five for me. Probably, like, top three. Um. But I mean, like,
0: I think, I think Satisfied is the song that you show to somebody if you're, if you just, like, want to show, like, want to show them a song from Hamilton to get them into it. I think Satisfied is the one that you go to. Just. To match
1: with someone at your level, what the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and a kite. You see it, right? The conversation lasted two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total agreement. It's a dream and it's a bit of a dance, a bit of a posture, it's a bit of a stance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'ma give it a chance. I asked about his family. Did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting, he looked askance He's penniless, he's flying by the seat of his pants. Handsome boy, does he know it? Speech fuzz, then he can't even grow it. I wanna take him far away from this place, then I turn and see my sister. It's a good one. It is a very yeah. good one to go to. Um, and then story time behind Satisfied. So last time I went to go visit in Miami and we went out at a karaoke bar. Um, I did this. i albeit I was not sober. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and you, Christian, were late to coming. But I got on stage and I did this. And as Alexander Hamilton's part comes up, you walk in and I'm
0: like, ah!
1: <laughs> Christian's here. Let him do it. Because of our <laughs> Relationship to Hamilton and our friendship has grown over our love of this musical not to mention that we also did go to the open audition for the yeah. show Me, after I like had to get a like a cavity filled so I had a ton of Novocaine <laughs> inside of my mouth so it was great but yes it was literally probably one of my favorite like life slash friendship moments between the two of us was you <laughs> walking in at the perfect time to grab the mic and be Hamilton as I was doing Satisfied at karaoke night <laughs>
0: it's funny like that night like I'm, I'm, I'm walking up and it's like, what? It was like one in the morning, two in the late. morning. It was, it was yeah. late. Yeah. It was like and one. I'm, and, and, I'm walking, and I'm walking to the bar. I'm coming down the street and I hear Hamilton playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know that voice.
1: <laughs> uh, it was oh, a great no, time.
0: Yeah. Uh, Renee at least goes where he kills his song. Yep, absolutely. Uh, basically, like every actress who, who they get playing this really kills it because you, got, you really got to come hard for this. So you got to be able to both sing and rap quickly. To get, to get this right. And it's one of
1: my favorite raps, for sure. Um, also, one of the things I noticed, Disney+, second time I watched it, continuity errors. And I don't think it was because, like, obviously they all have the voice and the range of whatever the case is. But, yeah, the flowers. Yes, the flowers. Um, how You get some close-ups. And I'm like, wait a minute, she's not wearing the flowers. So I'm assuming it was filled over twice. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, they,
0: fi- I think they, they, they filmed it over a weekend. There was one weekend where they didn't have any shows. So, like, they they filmed they filmed over two days to get like the wide shots and everything like that and then they did a then they did a filming where there was no audience at Correct.
1: all yeah to, and that's the to
0: important
1: part to actually get the close-ups to get stuff close-ups like that. um which is probably done with this is the this is the uh video production nerd in me that knows these things but like some of the steady cam shots and i'll talk about that from my favorite song that actually has some of those but so you can get those face close-ups and you can get some of those angles that you wouldn't be able to get with an audience but you also want the audience because it feels different with an audience so
0: yeah um, yeah, yeah, it was like like hearing people cheer during the show from really cool moments is a lot of fun. So like, the, the, I'm really glad they were able to get those audience interactions into there.
1: Um, I think one of the things I also love about this song is, so going back to the, the set design, right? the rewind is not just a rewind of you know what happened and going through it it's also a physical rewind you talked about this earlier of what's happening in the show itself so like you get to see every single move from a winter's ball through helpless all redone back so she's singing it and she's explaining like this is why I can't be with him this is when I fell in love with him this is the moment that we met and kind of seeing that all play out it's just insane I keep saying insane. Saying, I'm going to keep saying insane. Uh, just but. a
0: funny thing that I want to point out because I'm on uh, Gen- Genius.com right now looking looking at the, tr- uh, the track list and... Uh, it has a count for how many times like the lyrics have been viewed for these for these songs mm-hmm. and other songs are doing more but yeah Satisfied is in one of the top almost 3 million yes. people almost 3 million people have looked up the lyrics to Satisfied
1: so so um, so, this is what it feels like to match with, with someone that your level what the hell is a catch yeah it's a lot <laughs>
0: yeah, and if any, I could go and, into
1: it but it's a yeah, lot
0: <laughs> if, any, if anybody wants to see Queen Latifah tear it up on the yes. Hamilton mixtape that, that's awesome
1: so here's my only thing I have my only qualm with the Hamilton mixtape in this song is Queen Latifah could have bodied the entire thing, didn't need yeah.
0: Sia. Yeah, she that could have signed it. Too.
1: Only issue was that I feel like Queen Latifah could have had the entire song handled. Um, I mean, obviously would have wanted a place for Sia to do something, because I do like Sia as an artist, but I feel like Queen Latifah should have had the entire
0: song. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That's just me oh, being biased. And, uh, <laughs> and speaking speaking on the of the mixtape, in For Helpless, uh, one of these cool little ah! things is like, so Help Us is essentially a a Ja Rule and Ashanti song it's written like that it basically is (laughs) at the end of Hamilton's verse when he's talking to Eliza and he's doing a Ja Rule impression
1: Eliza long as I'm alive I swear to God you never feel so and it's literally a Ja reference
0: (laughs) and then so when Ja Rule is on the mixtapes doing that line he's doing an impression of someone doing an impression of him (laughs)
1: literally (laughs) which is really
0: amazing um so yeah then it goes into the reprise for story of tonight where we're celebrating the uh, the boys are celebrating the, the marriage of Hamilton the tomcat getting married
1: mm, you are the last bear.
0: yeah like <laughs> oh man Debbie Diggs just bleeds personality all the time <laughs> but yeah this is this is a fun one it's always it's, I think it's really cool like these, these moments in the show where you see like character interactions on like a, just like on a friendship level mm-hmm. um and I think it gets across really well like how how much these people all loved each other.
1: And I think what also is cool about this one is it's going back to those same moments, those same little things. So they made sure to kind of do this twice, but do it well. So like, hey, we're having this moment again as a group of us because we don't know what's gonna like happen. You know, that's the reason why we're telling the story because yeah, we got together, but we don't know what's going to happen after the revolution, after the war. Um, so it was just really cute. And then the fact that like Burr shows up and he's like, oh okay. And then like, I love the Lauren's drama. The like, all right, <laughs> so what's up, Burr? I heard you got a, you got a girl on the side. So <laughs> tell us about it. Why did you not bring
0: her? <laughs> All the kissy faces, and then was mm-hmm. like, because, like, again, a thing to keep in mind is like the characters that they're playing are in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. These are all guys that, are, like, I think the old like um, Hamilton was nineteen when he first met them all, and so like this may be like at most twenty five years old. Only nineteen, these guys. but my
1: mind is older. Um, reference to Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So.
0: Uh, and then we go into uh, the powerhouse that is Leslie Odom Jr. Ah, doing. Wait for it. Ah, ah,
1: ah. <laughs> I love, um, like the call and answer in this is so beautiful. It's and, uh, a this simple set.
0: It, this this is the beginning. This is the beginning of the like the wait for it motif, which mm-hmm. comes up a few times throughout the show. And like there's one really cool moment uh, in the second act that I really want to point out when it comes to wait for it. But yeah, this isn't this isn't Burr's I want song. This is more like his thesis song. Yeah. Like this is this is who I am. This is uh, I, I'm just gonna you know talk less, smile more
1: and wait I'm, for all the good uh, things to happen to me. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to well, I'm not not even that like I'm not going to make a move until I know which way things are going and take mm-hmm. advantage of that. Yeah, it's really... I mean, what can you really say about it? It's just really amazing. It's
1: beautiful. The set... I love how simple the set is where, like, everyone's kind of surrounding him and you get that call and response. So, like, he's dead center of the stage, but you're getting every single person, like, set around him, like reaching back out to him or re- like responding to that and so it's it's. I think for that song and the way that it's written it's beautifully done um, in that call and response type of thing and the way that it's set out so that's just another thing that I really like about it but and yeah you see Leslie Odom like, inca-
0: Jr. And you see his incapability of like kind of like understanding Hamilton as like mm-hmm. dude, dude's gonna get himself killed I don't understand why he does all this nonsense um, yeah it's just awesome there's really not much you can say about it it's just it's great just,
1: it's beautiful it's a beautiful piece of, of work Oh,
0: a thing I'm um, see. Uh, is it after Wait For It? No. Because we, oh, we've we got to talk about The Bullet. I forgot after which oh, song. yes.
1: Because um, it's not Stay Alive. It is. Oh, it's after You'll Be Back. did. Yeah. Yes, because um, that's when he says, oh, I'll kill your family and everyone you love or whatever the case is. And then that's the first time uh, she's killed.
0: Yeah, it's Ariana Du Bois was the company member who uh, was playing the bully. Yeah, she and I think that's is is that essentially the Boston Massacre? I think that's what that is.
1: <laughs> I don't know I didn't know what the I guess that is okay um, it might, Yeah,
0: I guess that's the Boston Massacre that's the beginning of the Revolutionary <laughs> War but yeah she's the first one to die on the show and then here at the beginning of Stay Alive is where she comes back as a bullet because you have the, the British soldier firing his rifle at Hamilton while he's yep. writing letters and she plays the bullet just barely whizzing past his head mm-hmm. um, which is a cool little thing about like how close Hamilton was to death at these moments
1: a lot of moments I mean in general just like also just being a live at that time like they didn't have a lot of things that I like very much so enjoy now so like <laughs> i'm glad to be born where i'm like the, the era that i was born in right now <laughs>
0: yeah, and then stay alive everybody comes back for this everybody's like this is uh if if the first act was its own movie this would probably be the uh, the darkest the darkest moment where mm-hmm where like enemies are closing in, things are at their worst. And Uh, it's so,
1: and again, and the lighting changes in this. So it's, this stage is getting darker. You're getting smaller spotlights. You're seeing some of that, you know, play out. Some of that happen. Um, Also, one of my favorite lines in this is, I'm a general.
0: Wee. (laughs) Wee. Yeah. That's that's a lot of fun. And on, uh, oh, a thing that I want to talk about was uh, like, General Lee was right, guys. Here's the thing, like, George Washington was not a good general. and it, like he was just lucky as hell yeah, George Washington true. survived off of luck there were stories of people would write about George like like uh, George Washington in Right Hand Man someone his like people bragging about his eloquence and, and his ability to speak and how great a leader he was the dude was kind of shit when it comes to leading his people <laughs> which is the thing that like this version of George Washington will tell you but like there are moments in like in history where people tell stories of like George Washington coming from a battle uh, he won't he won't have any wounds but his uniform will literally have holes in it oh wow are, and and bullets were missing him by like inches, and like the the skies, like whenever they had to like uh, move troops through uh, terrible terrain, the sky would literally open up for George Washington. Like, dude, if there's any proof of God, it is it's, George it's, Washington's existence. <laughs> because like George Washington was maybe the luckiest person in all of history. The fact that he was able to like win this Revolutionary War without actually knowing what the hell he was doing. So when Jordan when generally talks about like Washington cannot be left alone to his devices, it's probably true. <laughs>
1: fair i didn't know this i just again being you to me it wasn't even about george washington it was about um christopher jackson so i was upset so you know <laughs> lee lee had lee had to respond to his act or for his actions so Should have
0: shot him in the mouth
1: yeah and that's how we end up with 10 dual commandments um also be remiss to not mention the massive biggie reference here the 10 yeah. crack commandments.
0: <laughs> 10 crack commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it's the 10 crack commandments. Uh, uh, uh. Man can't tell me about this One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the 10 dual commandments. It's the 10 dual
1: commandments. And yeah, I. it's how many, we have three duels in the show, right?
0: Are there? Yeah, three? I believe so. yeah, it's it's this one, then it's uh, Philip Phillip versus and then- yeah, uh,
1: and then it's Hamilton at the end. Um, yeah. So yes, the fact that like once you read again the reiteration of the themes or the the references that are in this, like the same way that they start moving in this, the cast moves in the exact same way. So they kind of line up in between each other the way that they they do this little like hop jump thing that happens in every duel. Like you know they the rotating around the stage and how that's done. It's just. The way that the repetition is in this is just also very smart and well thought out.
0: Yeah, I think a fun thing to point out is that Burr uh, always moves in straight lines. Hamilton moves in a curve.
1: I will rewatch and see this, but yeah, that's actually very interesting.
0: Yeah, like if Burr just heads straight for his target. He never really, he never really like varies or tries to go off the path. While Hamilton is always like trying to get at everything from all angles.
1: Mm. I mean, I definitely see it in the last in the last in their duel because he's kind of you know surveying everything and looking at everything. Yeah, but. I know. I know
0: for sure it happens there. I don't know how often it happens throughout the show, but just one of those things to watch out for. Where like yeah, Aaron Burr is always going from point A to point B. Where like Hamilton might like. Go, uh, take, make, go, go, go a few ways before he actually gets to where he wants to.
1: Interesting. Okay. I also probably think that that's just a, a testament to, like, his mind or the way that he thinks that everything is not just a simple straight answer. You kind of have to curve around yeah. and move around and think through that, some symbolism and, uh, in that.
0: Another fun thing about Ten Duel is, is is that we see a lot of, like, Lin-Manuel, in the movie, at least, we see a lot of Lin-Manuel putting personality into Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Just, like, he like he has a smile on his face. Like, your man has to answer for his words, burr, like, with a, with a smirk on his mm-hmm. face. And, like, I think it really makes up for the fact that, like, Lin-Manuel definitely is not the strongest singer in this cast. Oh,
1: yes. But he knows that. Dancer yeah. either. And he said this multiple times. But I think it's it's you don't need to be when you're surrounded by a lot of people who yeah. know what they're doing. He but is, his, his raps are great. Is, <laughs> yeah,
0: Hamilton is the Harry Potter. He is the Bella. He is a Luke Skywalker He's of Bella. <laughs> this show where he is just the main character who doesn't really need to be there to do anything. <laughs> he is the chosen one. He is the one that, ever, that surrounds himself with a bunch of people who are a lot better at what he does.
1: Um. Yeah, and then my favorite line: "How many men dies because because Lee was inexperienced and ruinous?" Okay, okay so, we're doing so we're doing this. <laughs> it's like one of the best. Like again, going back to these, the bigger words and like, or just the interesting way to rhyme things. Like "ruinous" is such a eloquent word, and it's like, all right, doing this. Like, how are we going to make this work? All right, we'll just, we'll just put it simply. But it's it's the thought that was put into it. Like this thing. Do you know how many times you have to rhyme? Like, I wonder what type of like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't think of rhymes like this at all. Like,
0: and it's and it's the choice to put in a slant rhyme when you could have done like a, a true rhyme or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. these these little like every every word means something. It's
1: deliberate. Every single word, every syllable, the way that they're stressed or unstressed, like it's all all done with like this this like. Precision cuts you like yeah. a knife. Like, it's... Yeah, it's yeah, a thing. It, it
0: like, if, it, if anything comes away from this whole thing and anything, it's just, like, think about why a certain choice is made. Like, whenever you absorb some kind of media, whenever you read a book mm-hmm. or watch a movie or see a play, like... Somebody somebody made a decision to do things a certain way, and you, you just think. But what I want to do this podcast for is just to show like why did somebody do that? Like what was the thought that went into this process? And like here are the people who can appreciate it for that because I don't think it's something that a lot of people see day to day. Like they just absorb, they just take something in and enjoy it for what it is, which is something that's mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how someone can just take something, absorb it for what it is, and then walk away and never think about it ever again. Yeah,
1: no, I'm especially things like this that have so many references.
0: Um, I mean, I'm incapable of it. And uh, speaking of references, this may be a DMX reference with Meet Me Inside.
1: Yes. And that's what I I mean other people have mentioned this too, but I, I catch it to you. Uh meet him inside. Meet him meet him inside. Yeah, meet him,
0: yep. me, uh, me outside. Meet me outside.
1: Um and I think that's and I didn't until someone mentioned it to me, I didn't realize why I always hung on to that line. And I think it's because of um <laughs> the DMX reference. Like I think it's because it's it's such a notable Tune,
0: but yeah, I mean, him inside. because, like, yeah. Every now, every time, like, every every time someone wants to get in a fight, meet me outside. Meet and me now, outside. And every, and every and every time you want to have like a, a quick conversation with somebody in private, it's like, <laughs> meet, meet me inside. inside.
1: <laughs> um, I and think. And we see
0: uh, George Washington and Hamilton bump heads a little bit.
1: Yes, and I love the sending him home, like the just the very stern, like I'm an adult and I'm 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 the one who's going to tell you what to do here. Go to your um, room. Basically, go to your room, sir. Um, but
0: he also, uh, this is also, we don't find until the next song, but we also find out that George Washington knew that Eliza was pregnant yep. and he needed an excuse to send Hamilton home. It's like, go relax, get some perspective on your life. Uh, your wife is pregnant. I'm, I'm not going to tell you your wife is pregnant, but like, you're about to find out.
1: Yep. Um, and then going back really quickly to what, Ten Dual Commandments, the fact that. Hamilton was explicitly told don't do anything and then, he, then Lawrence was like alright bestie I got you covered I'll do them so you don't get in trouble
0: yeah I don't <laughs> think Hamilton is capable of not doing
1: anything if he has it in his mind he's going to do it so I think it was just kind of cool to have like you know and again showing that friendship that bond specifically with Lawrence um, and again that was like the the two of them were the closer ones I guess from the history books um, that he was the one who volunteered to do it for him so having that happen um and then you know having washington be like all right well whoops (laughs) you're gonna go home anyway because you still didn't listen to what i asked you to do just because i said don't you do it like you know when your mom says don't you know don't eat this thing well i didn't eat that but i ate something else but i still don't want you to eat before dinner like (laughs) you still disobeyed what i wanted you to do you do what i really meant
0: yeah so hamilton has to sit on the sidelines for a little bit but he finds out that eliza's got a baby on the way and i think baby
1: and that would be enough. I think it's just interesting to see their relationship. Like there's not much to the set. It's a bench and the two of them, um, their interaction with each other, but also kind of her main thing is like, okay, I don't care. Like, I know you didn't have money. I know you didn't have land or a title or whatever the case is, but can you please just like, you know, be with me and like stay with me and like love me and marry me. Like that would be great. Like or be in this relationship with me. He's yeah, like, all right, great. Like, but like, when, I still want to go to pe- war. When
0: people, <laughs> when people talk about the glorification of these characters who are all essentially terrible people. Yes. Um. By the end of the show, like Hamilton is Eliza. Eliza is the main character of the show as far as I'm concerned Yes. and and Alexander Hamilton is the villain guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) this isn't a glorification of Alexander Hamilton he is a complicated figure who accomplished a lot of great things but he was also a terrible fucking person and you can be both of those things at once like you can be you
1: can have you know done great things but if you also don't you know acknowledge or reference the fact that you did do some shitty stuff like that doesn't make you good either
0: yeah and i and it's true for every single character in the show a lot the Skylers were slave owners you know uh, mm-hmm. hamilton bought bought and he didn't own any slaves but he bought and sold slaves for that family and for george washington like the like they're all terrible people the, i don't think the show is the, the the show is talking about what the great things that they did but it i don't think i, I don't think it's making any excuses
1: correct it's just kind of not meant referencing them either though yeah <laughs> um i also again the innocence of eliza in here in this too that like you know i can trust you i can fall in love with you and everything will be fine and it's not fine you like you're, you're this is the first time that like you know you'll end up being a thing like you know uh i know you'd fight until the war was done war's not done <laughs> like, war's still coming on lady um but i find that interesting and then um legacy I mean, is brought up try- here
0: yeah she, and she's trying to tell him you know like you need to get your priorities straight mm-hmm. man
1: and this is is this the first time that we hear the word legacy or we bring up what a legacy is in the show
0: maybe i can't i can't I, remember if it's, did not, it's it in one my of the shot.
1: biggest one maybe well, He talks about the history books. I'm surprised when your history books mention yeah. me, but like the word legacy, I think this is really one of the first times that we talk about it or we hear it. Like, you don't need a legacy, like, this is like we can be your legacy, like, this could be your life too. Like, you don't have to keep you know, you don't have to be non stop, you don't have to like continuously search and hunt for everything. Um, so I just, I yeah, I just love this song for that. Um, and then you get you know, Philippa Sue's amazing voice, just like, yeah, I mean, actually really,
0: she really is terrific. Like, mm. I, like Renee Elise Goldberry takes takes the title for like best performance in the show I think but Philippa Su is right there next to her and like when when it later on when it gets down to um, them together on what's the song take a break okay. yeah I'll take a break the harmonies like, yeah the harmonies on that one are like I, they kill me every time <laughs> uh, so we get into Guinness Book of World Record holding fastest lyrics on Broadway, Guns and Ships. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman! I'm taking this horse of reins, making red coats, weather with blood stains. I
1: never gonna stop until I make a and I'm up and scatter the remains. Watch me engaging them, escaping them, and waiting them out. I go to France for more fun. I come back with more guns
0: and ships. And so their balance shifts.
1: We yes. Um, and it's funny. So speaking of guns and chips, V Diggs in an interview said... This actually wasn't his hardest one. Um, his it's uh, hardest Washington on your side. Is Washington on your side? But
0: Which I, I like better, actually. I, I do like, too,
1: because of the again some of those syllables. But um, "guns and ships," I love because everyone get up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman.
0: Because <laughs> that's like, the yeah. that, <laughs> twist, right? Because you, you might think at first that like Burr is talking about Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Burr ever talks about Hamilton without ever pointing out that he's also a bastard, bastard orphan to son, to a orphan son
1: of a son sc- of a Scotsman. Yep. <laughs>
0: So like first saying something nice about people, he's probably talking about somebody else. Somebody else.
1: else. <laughs> Just a rule of thumb. Uh,
0: but yeah, Debbie Diggs kills it. This is yes. uh, this is to show like um how, like, Lafayette has caught up with Hamilton now as, for an importance in the war, and he's become, like, this major uh, lieutenant to George Washington, and he's no longer, like, tr- having people check on his English. He's now steps ahead of everybody else. It's like, monarchy on, Un- oh, you mean anarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's um, like, I'm taking this horse with the reins, making red coats red or blood stains. Like, that's. Yeah, engaging them, escaping
1: them, and raging them. Ow! Like, yeah, like, some of these, the, like, the alliteration in this, plus having to do it with an accent.
0: <laughs> like, what?
1: <laughs> um, Davide Diggs is, like, probably, like, like,
0: and the yeah. personality he's bringing to it at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. when he's telling George Washington, it's like, he's ingenuitive and fluent in French. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I just... There's not much to say other than amazing. Um, uh, I wish do, I could we, do this, but I can't. I can't rap it. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's still no. one of those ones that's really difficult for me. Um, to, because I try to also do it with the accent, I think that's probably where I'm failing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, W. this isn't necessarily doing it with an accent at that moment either. Because this is, this is when... Uh, Lafayette's mastery of the English language has really come to a head. So like it's kinda hard to do I'm taking this horse by the reins, make a red coat so to with blood stains, and make it sound French.
1: Yeah, it's- that's true. That is true. But it's still it's still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I also still have struggled with watching you by your side, which is one of the reasons why I could never do the Lafayette Jefferson. I go with the I go with Leslie Odoms, uh, Aaron Burr is my um because I know where my rap goes. So I can do Satisfied, I can do do that very well, but like that's about where my my range and my level is. Uh, I love
0: those lines. I'm I won't I not i would not have felt accomplished until I actually like got those lines down. Um, but yeah, then with this song also ends with some more C Jack pipes. Yeah, uh, Christopher Jackson getting to going and then that leads right into History has, History it has its, size its on eyes you.
1: on you. You.
0: I know that greatness lies in you, but remember from here on in, history has its own. I don't know how much there is to say about this one, either. It's just really good, really beautiful. Um, crisp, who lives, who dies, who tells
1: your story. Yeah, like, this that's, is the beginning of that. That's the beginning of that mantra, that Chief as well. So, it's kind of when we get into the like the themes, like hey, this is when you need to start paying attention to like these things are going to reference and come back up
0: later. And it's also George Washington pointing out, I'm bad at my job. <laughs>
1: Like, I killed people. Like, I don't want that to be on your mind, heavy on Not yourself. Not even that I
0: killed people. I got people killed.
1: Like, massacred. Not even just mer- massacred. Right.
0: And then we go into uh, Yorktown, world turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And I can't listen to this while driving, because by the time it gets to the end, everybody's screaming out. We won. We won. I'm going 90 miles an hour, and I don't know how.
1: It is definitely one of those, like... It's, it's, it's again, musical theater where you're, you're jamming a lot of information into one thing and you're kind of setting the scene. Um, it's one of the better examples of how you can take a moment or take, you know, a reference in something and bring it into an entire song. So you're literally like you're going through the end of the revolution um, and being able to like express that in a certain way. I just love the way that it's done. And I love... Um, the uh, the props and stuff like that that are brought in here with the staging and the sort like again that you see the circular yeah, stage I come have, in again I, I
0: have I have no idea like they did this seven times a week and we're throwing chairs around and spinning that stage and mm-hmm. like like if I if it, like I I don't consider myself a clumsy person, but if I have to do something, (laughs) if I have to do something like that constantly, no matter how practiced I am, I will fuck it up eventually and someone's going to get bruised on the forehead.
1: Um, Also, we have to mention the one of the other better lines in the show that like immigrants, we get the job job done. done. So, um,
0: audience claps for 10 seconds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, which inspires the immigrant song on the Hamilton mixtape, which I absolutely love to
0: you. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Snow White, the product.
1: And then, of course, you know, you get to do your Hercules Mulligan line. Yeah, you knock me down. I get, get, get the fuck, fuck back, back up, up again. again.
0: <laughs> this song just gets me hype, man. I want to, i want to like, it I wanna does. Go, I want to go punch an Englishman when the song finishes
1: um, I just this makes me love Oak a lot so yeah, yeah in general if, he's, if you're single and you're out there and you're listening to this please <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love you
0: <laughs> um, and what, also also one of the sadder things is like so after the immigrants we get the job done line and then mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's the line it's the last little uh words between Hamilton and Lafayette like uh, I'll, I'll see, see you on, on the, the other, other side, side. <laughs> yeah
1: mm-hmm. which is literally
0: the other side of the show when they go into act two and he's a totally different person on the other side of the right. party line
1: <laughs> literally um, yeah no it's great and then again throwing up your shot or not throwing my shot is also referenced in here again yeah. um, and, and obviously a- this is general Alexander Hamilton
0: yeah <laughs> and uh, also, we get the the bullet comes back. She uh, shares an exchange with Lawrence when he's like, "We'll never be free until we end slavery." And then she shakes hands with Lawrence. And mm-hmm. the next time we hear about him, he's dead. Tear. Yeah. Uh. So we go into so we have the Battle of Yorktown. Everything's hyped. The Revolutionary War has ended. The British have uh, retreated. Surrender. They
1: wave the re- the red could- flag. Oh my gosh! Wave the white handkerchief.
0: The white I can't handkerchief.
1: do the accent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the, the king, King George, comes back, and this is where we have the his lighting change from from uh, the white to blue. Mm-hmm. I'm so blue. <laughs> You've been freed. Yeah, Jonathan Groff. Yeah, he's amazing. He's hilarious. This is when. Uh, uh, yeah, I think the lighting change was the biggest thing, the biggest like fourth wall break that they do for him. Mm-hmm. And another thing to point out when it comes to like the the motive that the, all the theme that are happening here is like whenever the king comes out, he's always singing like a show tune. He's always uh, stuck stuck in the stuck in the old ages where people sang show tunes, where everybody else is rapping.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Actually, the thematic <laughs> stuff in that. Um, Earth Theodosia is next, yeah. and Which I love is, that song. Yeah,
0: just a beautiful it's, song. It's
1: beautiful. And it's just like you know. Um, um, and this is where we reference um, "Blow Us All Away," which yeah. ends up being the song where <laughs> Philip <laughs> dies. Spoiler alert: everyone dies. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't yeah, don't sing this don't sing this song to your kids. <laughs>
1: um,
0: it didn't end well for Theodosia either.
1: It doesn't end yeah well, and then it's funny because I think the, the like the wife Theodosia dies right somewhere yeah, she, in this.
0: Yeah, I think well, she. Not the she wife, I think,
1: did, he, did he ever marry her? I actually never looked this up in real life.
0: Or, uh, I'm not sure But I, I but she Theodosia the first Women don't yes. have juniors Which is weird oh, Yeah right um. women, women should have Junior, junior <laughs> A term for juniors But it's
1: a beautiful song It's kind of like You know A lullaby Apparently Vanessa Nadal Sings this to the boys Sometimes Lynn um, uh, Manuel's kids And I'm like Oh that's adorable um, and then we go into one of my other favorite songs,
0: which is. Well, before before that, oh, okay. there's a, the, there's a scene that happens only in the show. Yes, you don't actually correct. hear on the cast album, where Eliza's bringing a letter from Lawrence's father mm-hmm. about the about his death when he was trying to free um when he was trying to free three thousand slaves and bring yep, them into and the bring infantry. them
1: in. The war had already been done and yeah. or the war was already over and he was killed, which is the annoying part. Um, and, he, and he has
0: he has to repeat his last line like tomorrow there'll be more of us.
1: And the last thing Hamilton says before that we don't hear is, um, I have so much more to do, or I have so much work that needs to be done, or there's so much more that needs to be done. And then that's when we get into nonstop.
0: How do you write like tomorrow won't arrive? How do you write like you needed to survive? How do you write every second you're alive, every second you're alive? Yeah, and the way I interpret that is I don't see it as much as him trying to uh, finish Lawrence's work about ending slavery. I saw it more as just like... He, he he it's his coping mechanism was just work nonstop. Yeah. And, and just I, and, and just move past it.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's part of it too. It's just like his friend, you know, and what his visions were, it's kind of like, well, okay, well, I've I've lost a person that I can confide in, I can be a part of, or that we accomplish things with, so I've gotta to continue to work just as hard or whatever the case is for what it is that I wanted to build this nation or build um, Yeah, and so that's which the whole cool thing.
0: Which isn't the healthiest thing to do. No, it's not,
1: especially when you, you know, decide to work nonstop and write ridiculous amounts of letters and different and the American Constitution, and um, again, but I, do lo-
0: I do love the interactions between Burr and Hamilton. Yes,
1: and this is probably one of my one of my favorite parts between the two of them when he goes knocking at his door. Um, you know, who, who's your client? The new U.S. Constitution. The new U.S.
0: Constitution. <laughs> like he, but <laughs> um, he goes up to Burr. is like, Burr, you're a better lawyer than me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Um,
0: I have a head cannon when it comes to nonstop. Be- regarding the Federalist Papers.
1: Okay. Oh yes, the um, the the when he talks about like how many you know Hamilton wrote the other fifty one.
0: <laughs> so I think I think the only reason they ended up writing eighty five essays is because of a rivalry between James Madison and Alexander Hamilton and the way I imagine it playing out is so John Jay gets sick after writing five essays, right? So I imagine mm-hmm. James Madison will then go up to Hamilton and be like, you know what Alex, don't worry uh, John Jay got sick, I'll write the rest of the essays, and in fact, I'll throw in a few more extra. How about that? Does that sound good? Because mm-hmm. Madison wrote 29 and then and, and then I just imagine Alexander Hamilton going, what? Motherfucker you think 29? I'm gonna write 51, motherfucker <laughs> that is my head canon. I think the only reason we got 85 essays for the Federalist Papers is out of a rivalry between James Madison and Alexander Hamilton and
1: Hamilton being ridiculous as a person in general yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah this, this one's amazing oh then the, the, it also has a scene where George Washington is asking Hamilton to be his, uh, his in his cabinet mm-hmm. and it's like he's trying to throw in all these things to convince him. Like,
1: him like I, I really appreciate you like I want to be a boss like no 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 treasury like, or state.
0: like just <laughs> or tell state. me
1: which one you want me to do right. bro
0: <laughs> and then you know let's go <laughs>
1: Uh, let's go. And um, again, so this is the one that I like from In the Heights, night uh, or ninety six thousand, is the same one that's layered as beautifully as this one is. So um, as we're talking about each. It's each person talking about what they would do with the money that they win from the lottery and it's all layered in this beautiful sequential and going back to the circle thing. So when I saw in the Heights, I was, um, I saw it twice actually, I saw it pretty close and I saw it up in the the rafters that again, going back to the cheaper seats up in the top, you get to see so much more of the staging that a lot of that, like the lyrical stuff that was done with that and the instrumentation and the choreography, everything was done in a circle. So seeing that circle kind of play into play here where Hamilton's in the middle and everyone's like, singing my, you know, you'll never be satisfied. You know, um, the nonstop, the, it's, it's everyone's different lines um, kind of coming together and the history will have its eyes on you. It's, it's yeah, it's just one of those things where it is the perfect ender, but it also just describes everything that's going on. Yeah, and everybody's, um,
0: theme, everybody th- everybody's themes come back. Yeah, um, you get your
1: weight for it, you get your um, satisfied, you get your, what is, I forgot what Liza's is, is it? Does she say uh, that'll plus, be enough?
0: Helpless. Oh, helpless she does say
1: helpless um and then um
0: history has a size on you
1: yeah and so i think that that's again the foreshadowing of and then i love the part that at the very end of this he walks up the stairs to close it off and he joins washington like that's yeah. it like this is this and is my place like, i belong here
0: and almost violently like separates from eliza and angelica mm-hmm. like they're holding his hand you just can like kind of like Stop just rips his hand out of his hand off. and yeah and then and just walks up the stairs um I'm not throwing
1: it, away my shot! Um, uh, so yeah, that is the end of Act One. <laughs> it's good.
0: All oh, right. That was act 1 folks. Hope you enjoyed. If you want to hear us talk about act 2, come on back next week. We'll go right into it. This has been the In My Defense podcast. I am your host Christian. Find me at anti_crisvero on Twitter and Instagram. Uh where I can, you know, share the podcast and stuff like that. Make sure if you if you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, uh, spread the word. The more I just want more people to listen, folks. That's about it, or not. You know who cares? This is kind of just me trying to get the word out trying to get my own posterity out there into the world so if, you know if i don't get a thousand listeners so well i'm gonna keep doing it anyway uh of course since we didn't know when we were going to stop in the middle of this episode uh Sade hasn't shared her tw- handles just yet uh you can find her at fc Simbo on all her handles that's on twitter instagram and whatever else she might actually be on uh i'll be sure to leave those in the show notes Otherwise, folks, thank you so much for listening to the In My Defense podcast, and I'll see you next week.